Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Ah, hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome. I hope that you're having a good day today. I know I certainly am. I've had my oven cleaned. No, I really have. I really have had my oven clean today. Dave, the oven cleaner, lives in our village and he works wonders on the Bosch oven. Honestly, I mean, we've not got a crap oven. It's not the oven of my choice. It was in the house when we bought it, but it's filthy. It's absolutely filthy. And I don't have very good oven etiquette. So I'm just like, oh, just leave it. And the the door gets all shitty and everything. And so I randomly saw his van um, down the lane last year and just pulled over and was like, excuse me. Can you do my oven like you do? Because that's how classy I am. Anyway, it's absolutely lovely. So I have him every six months just to come and give my oven a blitz. And it's the nicest feeling ever. It's, <laughs> it's like I've had a massage, isn't it? No, I've just had my oven cleaned and I feel cleansed. I feel like my food is really going to benefit from it. Well, actually, every oh my God, he's just so good. He's just so good and very reasonably priced as well. It's like having your windows. No, I think the oven, no, let's get this right. Having your oven done is actually more satisfying than having your windows done. And actually, come to think of it, I think my window cleaner's just gone. I don't know where he's, he's not been here for months. I think he's just pissed off. I don't, do you know what? I don't even know if I've paid him. Maybe that's why he's not gone <laughs> Just suddenly thought then I've not paid the window cleaner for a couple of months so maybe that's why he's not come back it's tight bitch I'm not going back around there again I'll have to give Les a call after this just to make sure he's all right <laughs> I can't actually believe I've just worked that out just now oh never mind we're having a lot of epiphanies at the moment loads of aha moments in my life believe me which is why I really wanted to share this episode with you um because this episode is it's really important to me Um, and I've held off and held off and held off um, about sharing this information and not just information but experiences uh, that you might actually be able to relate to because they're very personal to me and even though I have a podcast and I talk very openly about a number of things like going through infertility there's certain things that I don't talk about because I do believe that you should always hold that little bit back and that's exactly and I do truly believe that when everybody's like oh be your authentic self no I do believe that you need to protect yourself just that little bit as well so um the reason why I started this podcast was because um because I went through oh bollocks that's not Scott is it Good. I'm sat in his office. I'm sat downstairs today because it's just so much nicer. And then what he tends to do is turn up and he walks in and he goes, can I sit in here? Can I sit in here? 
No. The last thing I want to do is a podcast episode with my husband sat in the room. I've not even introduced myself on this episode. I'm sorry. I'm Sally, by the way. Welcome. Um, and you're my husband, Scott. So the reason why I started Adventures of a Geriatric Mum was because I went through IVF. Well, we went through IVF. We went through ICSI to have Roman, who is our little boy, who is four now. I mean, I can't even believe he's four. He starts school this year, which is... Yeah, scares the life out of me. And, oh, great news. If you listen to last week's episode, he, he's in the school that we want him to go to. So we are elated. Yeah, we're really happy. We're really happy. We, all the all the school things came out, whatever they're called, like the allocations last week. And yeah, bang on. We're well chuffed. We're really chuffed that he's got into the school that we want him to go to. So our little boy's four. And he's the reason really why I started this uh, this podcast. But one thing I don't always talk about is the fact that our son is actually nonverbal. So he... I don't like saying that. I'll be honest. I don't like saying that he's non-verbal because he can talk and the babble is incredible, but he he doesn't have a conversation with you. So there's not sentences. There's words occasionally, loads, and I mean loads of babble, but his social and communication skills are definitely delayed. So I'm very protective, like any mother. Well, you'd hope, wouldn't you? Because, you know, you hear some horror stories about some vile mums. But like any mother, I am really protective over Roman. But not just that, because it took me five years to have him. I suppose I'm super, like almost like super sensitive, overprotective over him. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I'm, I'm not, how can I explain this? Um, when I say protective, I don't like stopping from doing things. But if people question anything... I can shoot them down pretty smart. <laughs> um, or I just don't, I don't post things about him in those sorts of ways on social media. Because listen, at the end of the day, once you stick something on social media, it's there forever unless you delete it. So yeah, so in that respect, I like Roman to have his own privacy. That's probably a better way to word it. I like Roman to have his own privacy. So at the, at the moment, um, oh my goodness. And if you have had, or you do have a child that has a speech delay or just struggles that slightly with communication, I think you'll benefit actually a lot from this episode, probably because you'll be able to relate to it. Um, so we sort of noticed quite early on, actually, that he when all the other kids were asking for more and everything, Roman didn't ask for anything like that at all. But he has an incredible way of communicating with you. So he'll take you to things. He'll shove things in your face when he wants it opened. And, you know, we're always saying to him, open, open, open. And, you, you know, there's certain ways that you've got to... Well, I mean, I've, you know, I'm actually really blessed that he and I've got a really good way of communicating, probably because he spent more time with me than anybody else. Do you know what I mean? But he can, he can get across his, the message very well with me. And I kind of, I get him. The beauty about Roman is he's really good at reading energy. He really picks up on people's vibe as well. And that is magic watching that happen because he's got the most infectious smile and he's got like a cracking sense of humor. Like a really good sense of humour and he loves being tickled. He is, honestly, he's amazing. I mean, every parent is probably like, oh, my child's amazing. No, but my child really is amazing. <laughs> he really is. Um, but what I found interesting is, is the shit that people say to him or say to me uh, about Roman not talking. And uh, I, I thought, do you know what? I have to do this episode. I've got to do this episode, not just for Roman, but for every other mother who has gone through what I'm going through at the moment or is going through it, because there's, there's no greater time than when you want to tell somebody to fuck off. <laughs> and I say that with love, but seriously, 
Some people say the most insensitive shit when it comes to your kids. Um, and I'll get to this bit in a minute. Because we obviously we obviously noticed that he wasn't talking, but you know, kids develop at different rates. And so we were like, Do you know what? Let's give him time, let's give him time, let's give him time. So we ended up going through speech and language. And he was saying all sorts of stuff in the in the room. I mean, to be fair, it's quite hardcore, you know. You're there for a two-hour assessment. He was only about 18 months, two. He was two, two. He must have been two. Two hours. He was bored out of his brains. No wonder he didn't want to stay there. And he loves being outside, Roman. Roman has to be outside. He's an outdoor baby. That's why we always call him Mini Bear Grills, because, you know, he makes little dens in the garden, and he loves mud, and he loves the trampoline. So... He was bored in this room. And to be fair, the toys were shit as well. And I don't blame him because I wouldn't have wanted to play with him either. And as a mum, you kind of blame yourself because he's sometimes he gets really frustrated as well. And and you can just, you can see it. You know, you can see him getting frustrated. And I think, fucking hell, is this, is this something I've done? Is it because I was an older parent? You know, is it because he's IVF? I, there's all sorts of things. You go through a whole kind of, you know, as a parent, you, you do, you want, you want to take the blame a little bit. It's like you almost, you almost want to be responsible. Strange, I know, but it's almost like then you've got a reason, haven't you? Well, this is the reason that he's, he's not talking. It's because of me. And it's almost like I, I would feel better for some strange reason if that was the case. Anyway, it's not, it's not. So I've gone through this whole fucking emotional roller coaster at the moment and it continues, I'd like to add. So we started with speech and language and then, um, uh, then I'm on a, uh, now, now I'm on a course for him. Um, and then we've got, uh, I mean, there's loads of different factors that go into this because the reality that we're in at the moment is Roman starts school in September and he, he can't talk. So he can't kind of get involved with all the other kids. And what scares the life out of me and, um, I could get quite emotional about it is it could never tell me if somebody's hurting him. God, I could really cry about that. But that really scares the shit out of me. But to be fair, he is built like a brick shit house. <laughs> so if anybody touched him, I hope he'd knock him out. <laughs> and I say that with tears in my eyes, but genuinely that, you know, as a mum, that's like, holy crap, that's hard. So I will do anything I can do to help my little man. So I have, yeah, I've gone through speech and language. At the moment, I'm on something called a more than words course. Now, the ladies are very nice who take the course. Um, there's some good tips from it as well. Um, but uh, how can I say this? I do feel like one of the women who is t- taking the course uh, is part cyborg and I'm just waiting for her to malfunction. <laughs> I'm like, genuinely, she's a lovely lady. Don't get me wrong, but the smile is, it's like this, like, hi, hi, welcome, welcome. So we're all here today to talk about our children. And it's like a, it's, it's a fixed smile. And it, it, it's almost like I'm just waiting for it to start to judder to the left a little bit and sort of, uh, 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 like that and just literally malfunction and either needs to be recharged <laughs> or, or reset it's a it, do you know the one thing that I've really got from it is actually sitting with other mums so out of the group that I'm in there's 12 parents in this group and every one of us has got a boy who's the same age who's non-verbal how interesting is that so then you get these comments from other people like oh well boys are lazy boys are lazy they're just lazy no it's a bit more to it than that it's a bit more to it than that and that's why I called this episode he's not grumpy he's non-verbal because 
pushing him around shops like Marks and Spencer's, Tesco's. You'll get those people that want to come and say hello to Roman because he's very, he's, my, my son is gorgeous, like big, long eyelashes, beautiful, big blue eyes, beautiful smile. He's got gorgeous teeth, like massive teeth and his little toddler mouth. You know, he's a really handsome dude. Everyone always comments on how handsome he is and how cute he is. And so when he's in the, the, the trolley, he's taking everything in. He's always watching. He's always watching. He takes everything in. Um, and you'll get people that go, hello, hello. Oh, you're grumpy today, aren't you? No, he, he just can't reply. He just can't reply to you. That's all it is. He's not grumpy. He's smiling. Um, and then you get, oh, somebody's miserable. No, he's not miserable. He's just nonverbal. He doesn't talk. And at first I'd go, oh, no, he's, uh, he don't, I, I used to kind of like feather it up a little bit and be like, oh, no, he's fine. And I'm like, no, he's just nonverbal. He just doesn't want to speak to you. That's it. And sometimes like, there's a lady at Marks and Spencer's who works in the till. Roman, I swear to God, he's having a love affair with this granny. <laughs> she is the coolest granny ever. He gives her the biggest smile. And do you know what he does? And like when you're pushing the trolley through and he's sat in the trolley, he reaches out and grabs hold of her hand, touches her hand and smiles at her. And it's like, mate, you've been here before. It's honestly, it's quite magic. It's like, what are you thinking, Roro, when you're looking at her? I don't know. I have no idea, but he does it. He just got a great reach out and grabs hold of her hand, grabs hold of it. And it's the biggest, cheesiest grin ever. And she went, oh, he's beautiful. Here's my little friend. And I just think, God, I, I love, but I love this woman as well. Uh, she's she's remarkable she's just got such lovely nature to her but Roman sees something in her and that's why I think he's he's pretty magic really because he picks up on energy the way that uh, I've never seen any other little kid do it well I'm, I'm sure there's many but yeah it's just really interesting really interesting but I've had people say to me oh god I've had all sorts of really insensitive comments so obviously I've if you have listened to my episodes before, then you'll know that I was a radio presenter for a long time, about 14 years. I like to talk, which is why I started my own podcast. I love conversation, right? And that's probably one thing that I enjoy more than anything is talking to people. That's one thing. Some people like to go to the pub and get pissed. Some like to go on weekends away. Some women like to go for spa days. Uh, No, I would like to be with women or men, I'm not asked, who just want to have a good conversation. I love that. I really, really enjoy having a good conversation. I like leaving voice notes, but also I've learned to leave smaller ones in recent years. So that's 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 me. And I've had this a couple of times. Oh well, he doesn't get a word in edgeways with you, does he? That that to me, even though somebody's probably saying that and sort of trying to be funny, it's the most fucking insulting thing you could ever say to me. Because don't for one minute think that I don't give my child a chance to speak, you idiots and it's just to me people are like oh Sally you're overreacting no I don't think I am because I've heard it so many fucking times now that it's it's riled me and it's almost like where people don't know what to say sometimes they try and be funny but there's that's the actual there's the problem right there you're trying don't try to be funny if you're funny great if you're trying don't bother and it's to me it's like oh well I don't suppose you can say a thing with you honestly (laughs) Hey, yeah, Sally never shuts up. No, I do. Thanks very much. But that's got nothing to do with the fact that Roman's not talking yet. And the interesting thing is we have, uh, because of Roman's not, not 
like having conversations, it's actually led us down a path of meeting some of the most amazing people, you know, and I mean, really amazing people. So my husband's clients, one of my husband's clients, when Scott, you know, is again, very, very protective over Roman's privacy and everything. He was chatting to his client about it. She's a, um, a very successful woman, should we say. And he was saying, yeah, yeah, Rose, fine. You know, a lot of his very, um, should we say, because uh, my husband's a builder. If you didn't know, my husband's a builder and he's got a, you know, he's, he's very successful. Um, and some of his clients are very wealthy people. And he was chatting to this lady and she said, do you know what? Um, Scott said to her, you know, Roman's not talking just yet. And Sally's getting a bit upset. And she won't tell Sally that she's got nothing to worry about because I didn't actually speak until I was about seven. I had my own language that I used to talk in. My mum and dad didn't understand what I was saying. I had my own language. And then all of a sudden, we just, I, I just started talking full sentences. And it happened at about the age of seven. She's a barrister now. There's a, as a grown woman and a mother herself, she's a barrister. So it's like we hear these incredible stories. I think I was chatting to, I was chatting to the most amazing woman the other day. I mean, honestly, these having Roman has been really magical, like I said, because he has he's brought some of the most fabulous people into my life. Um, I was, met a woman in Marks and Spencer's cafe, <laughs> and she was wonderful um because roman kept t- I mean, this, is, this is how funny he is he kept stroking her hair you know in the booth seats he's he's leaning back and he's stroking it. And she, I mean, she's a little old lady she's like he's literally like pulling her purple rinse out roman leave that li- roman you can't touch that woman's hair you've got to leave that woman alone anyway she, turned up, she goes oh he's beautiful isn't he he's absolutely beautiful and i said yeah he doesn't talk yet and she went don't worry my love he will do my son was the same um and I said, oh, she went, and then one day I was in bed and he woke up in the morning and he came in and it was the same as your little lad, lots of beautiful babble. And I used to go, come on, what are you, oh, that's lovely, like you're doing love. And she was very complimentary about how I was with Roman. It was actually really lovely because I think sometimes you need to hear that. Um, and she said, and one day he just walked into the bedroom in the morning and I went, good morning, gorgeous, you know, morning, my little man, morning, son. He went, oh, morning, mummy, I'm so hungry. She went, it's the first thing you ever said to me. I couldn't believe it. And it came out in a sentence. So you hear about it. It's it's just it's just one of those things. Roman says some of the most amazing words, though, which uh, have come out perfectly clear. So the other day he went, water. I said, oh my God, that water. Yeah, I love water too. Hmm. He's never said mummy in four years, which breaks my heart. <laughs> but it's not about me. He says daddy. And he said granddad a few times as well. Um. And he's, oh, this is great. He tells Milo to shush. He goes, shush, Milo, shush. So Milo's our Jack Russell. So we can tell Milo to shut up quite easily. Um, and then he's got really into saying shoe at the minute. Shoe. And he loves shoes. He tries everybody's shoes on wherever he goes. He'll take everyone's shoes off and then put them on himself. Loves shoes. Sticks. Sticks is one of his favourite. Sticks. Sticks. Big sticks. It also comes out as big dick, I'd like to say, on quite a few occasions in public. <laughs> He can say shit quite well. Um, and what's even more um, alarming is he, he pronounces the T, <laughs> which I'm really proud of. <laughs> so he doesn't go like, oh, shit. He'll go, shit. <laughs> God, I love him so much. I literally, literally love him so much. But yeah, so where are we at at the moment? So um, we have 
Uh, obviously, he starts school this year. Now, I'm really conscious that he may need something which is called an EHCP. Now, I have no idea what any of this is. So he has had a pediatrician appointment recently. Um, and you have to get, this is all new to me, by the way. So when I'm talking about this, it's not like I'm a professional or, you know, I'm experienced. This is me literally just talking through what I'm going through at the moment. Um, and this is this is just information that has been relayed to me as to what's going to happen next. So I'm on this more than words course. We have the early years team, I believe, going to meet him in his nursery. Then he's got speech and language as well. And then he has he's had a pediatrician appointment. And then the three of those work together to see him, to basically give him a diagnosis as to whether he is autistic or not. So this is the A word that I'm talking about when people do that with the fingers, the A word. I think he might be the A word. Has anybody mentioned the A word to you? And I was like, what's that? Like, what do you mean? Like, autistic? I've no idea. So this came to my attention about, like, two years ago, that he could be the A word. That's what I kept getting told, that he could be the A word. And I was... Are you sure? Can you diagnose him that young? And started to look into it. Do you know how big the spectrum is? It's absolutely vast. And I mean vast. And the beauty of it is, is like I said, on this course at the moment, the parents that I'm sat with, we have similarities. We have massive differences. There's loads. We're all going through this, whether they're going through a diagnosis or not. We're all in exactly the same position. And every one of them is different. Every one of them is different and it's neurodivergent thinking. So Roman has a different way of thinking to, you can't even say normal because what is normal? Uh, and I, I've, the more and more I've read about, I've read some fantastic books, by the way. Um, I, I, it's, I, I'm exactly the same. I have a different way of thinking. I have a, I have a creative mind. So, but look at his dad. His dad has a different way of thinking completely. And it is, no wonder. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, so this is interesting. So if he thinks differently, he's going to learn differently. So I have so many different ways for him to take on board information. And I realize he's visual. He's a real visual learner. He loves looking at pictures of himself. I don't blame him. He's gorgeous. But that's how he works. So at nursery, they've got this thing called the weekend book where you fill it in at the weekend so that when he goes to nursery, they can read what you've done. So what I do is print pictures off of Roman, put them in the weekend book and then put a description next to it. Oh my God, it works a treat because he can see himself. So he's having a look at himself and then the girls will sit with him and go, look, Roman, this is what you've done at the weekend. Boom, you're getting a result. Um, There's things that he's, things that he hated. No, hang on, let me get this right. So when he was a toddler, when he was a baby and he started walking, he used to love the lawnmower. Then he went for a year of hating the lawnmower. Now he wants to mow the lawn again. And apparently he's had what's called a regressive mind, which is also very common as well, believe it or not. So what he had learned, he's lost and he's having to learn it again. So he fascinates me. And I was at a networking event recently. I met the most wonderful woman. And she said to me, have you heard of indigo children? I was meant to go to this networking event, by the way. I was like, no, what are indigo children? She's like, have a look at them tribally, indigo children, where they are gifted children because they think differently, but they excel in certain areas. And I was like, shit, that's Roman. So because he's, he, and it sounds crazy because he can't talk. He's the way that he can communicate and relate to people, um, 
and he's he's so affectionate and loving it's like hang on a minute magic man what are we doing here so he's definitely got something about him it's it's really interesting he's not he shares everything by the way if he's eating something he'll shove it in your mouth and eat it at the same time he also likes to shove it in the dog's mouth then shove it in our mouth it's like oh no thanks i mean the amount of times he's let like milo lick his lolly and then tried to shove it back in my mouth i'm like oh my god what? never mind it's building a good immune system so yeah, have a look at Indigo. Oh, by the way, have a look at Indigo Children, though. It's very interesting. So at the moment, we are waiting for a diagnosis. Now, he's already had a meeting. A meeting, like his boss baby. <laughs> Little cutie. He's had an appointment with the paediatrician. And the paediatrician at the end of the um, assessment said that he believed for him to be autistic. Um, but the only sort of sign was the lack of communication and social skills. But he now has to go and speak with the speech and language team and he has to go and have a chat with the early years team and that's how you get a diagnosis now i don't know if it's different anywhere else in any other country this is all completely new to me at the moment do i want him to be labeled no of course i bloody don't no no way i would never want that for my son but i have realized that the diagnosis is going to get him the extra help that he will need when he starts school in september because roman isn't potty trained yet and you know what right i've realized that actually not all um, reception kids are potty trained but because oh I can't honestly I cannot tell you how much of a an eye-opener this has been looking for schools for my son over the last year and how archaic some of these behaviors are within the school system in the UK and how they're failing our children I mean certain schools don't change nappies in reception so you as a parent have to go in and change the nappy I mean have you ever heard of anything so stupid it's ridiculous. Luckily, the school that Roman's going to, she's like, that's fine. Not a problem at all. Not all of our children start here potty trained. But then you've got certain individuals who'll go like, oh, they're not going to the toilet. Why are you not going to the toilet yet? Oh, you're not potty trained. And oh, my Lord. We have these guidelines that kids are supposed to stick to and sort of conform to and be like. And they don't all want to be. Why are we just not letting them do it in their own time? It is unreal. Honestly, I could actually go on about this for ages. I've realized actually this is a topic that is very close to my heart. I've been very guarded about um, and I'm ready to talk about it. But I'm going to have to do it in a couple of episodes. <laughs> Otherwise, I could literally just sit here and talk about it forever. If there's anything that I've touched upon today, I would really love you to reach out to me and speak to me. I really would. Whether it's something that you can relate to, whether it's something that's helped you um, or whether I've given you a bit of a beacon of light and, and actually made you think that, you know, everything's okay. It's all right. I would really love to hear from you. Please message me. Uh, my Instagram account is at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. You can even find me on Facebook as well. I cannot tell you how grateful I am for you coming back and listening to my episodes every week. Well, actually, I've not been doing them every week because I've had so much going on, as you can tell from this episode, which is probably why I have been so silent for a couple of months, because I have just been protecting my little family that I'm so, so proud of. Um, and I could cry just thinking about that in itself. Anyway, I'm so grateful for you stopping by today. I really hope this has helped you uh, because I honestly cannot tell you how your messages and how you keep coming back is helping me. It really, really is. It's wonderful. I tell you what, it's a great friendship, isn't it? Um, oh my God, I've just pulled my headphones out. Right, have a fantastic week. Once again, follow me on Instagram at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. And if you haven't already, 
and you really love what you're listening to, why don't you drop me a five-star rating and a review on whatever platform it is that you're listening to, whether it's Apple or Spotify. Right, have a great week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.